important for me to show her that it doesn't matter what life deals you, whatever face plant you have, your mindset, your determination, your conviction can help you bounce up. Welcome to Valleys and Mountaintops. I am your host, Gina Johnson, a certified life coach. Today's show is truly remarkable. I had the opportunity to speak with someone that has not only overcome cancer, she is battling it as we speak. We talked about resilience, how to bounce up higher and stronger, and we get to walk along the journey of an incredibly strong and inspiring woman. Our guest today is an award-winning and seven times author, member of the National Speakers Association, as well as a keynote speaker. She has had some amazing sales records and even sold children's games to Disney. After surviving three life-altering crises, she shares her setbacks and how to bounce up higher and stronger. I'm so excited to dive into this interview. Please welcome MJ Calloway to the show. Thank you so much, Gina, for having me. I'm excited to share my story with you and your audience. Well, I'm excited that you're here today. Could you start by just telling everyone a little bit more about yourself so they can get to know you? Absolutely. So as of today, I own my own business. I started five years ago and I am a keynote speaker and my industries that I usually tend to speak in or present are manufacturing, healthcare, construction and building and banking. So I do have a construction background. That is where most of my sales career was, is in the building construction industry. So I was one of the only female sales associates in this national company. It was a, they built custom homes on your own lot. So it's a completely different animal. I actually sold custom homes, imagine this, out of a storefront. Could you imagine walking into a storefront and signing a contract for anywhere from quarter of a million dollar to three quarters of a million dollar out of a blueprint? And that's what I did. I could not imagine. (laughs) It was an interesting background and it gave me, because I did work in a male dominated world, it gave me a skin, you know, to protect myself and also the determination to succeed because in that world, I was told several times that you'll never make it here. And I ended up, by the time I left, I was selling three times my sales quota. Wow. What did that feel like? It felt awesome because I was winning contests and I, being a competitive person, I played sports throughout my childhood and in in high school. So being a competitive person, I loved that, the thrill of the game. And I would always go in, I'd check my numbers and I'd see where I ranked. So if I ever dropped below the, the top five in the company, I was, okay, what can I do? And I was on that phone. I was really good. My strength, you know, this is one of my blessings, was knowing how to tap into what people want. Mm-hmm. Building that relationship. So I was able to step into somebody's lifestyle to figure out how they live. I knew so much about my customers down to different types of candy. Now, one of my customers, he loved raisinets. You know, another customer, they had four children and she canned and she homeschooled. 
I knew so much about them that I could figure out the best house for their lifestyle. And there's just a little bit of sales training in there for anyone listening that's interested in sales. And if this was a business podcast, boy, would I be diving into all the juicy details because I love sales. But on this podcast, we are sharing with people how you've taken these skills in your life and how you've used them through your hard and difficult times. And perhaps in your case, maybe perhaps you still are using them. And I just would like to ask if you could take us back a little bit to where the journey that you've come to share today first began. Absolutely. So I'll start with my first life altering crisis. And that was actually in 2009, 2010, when my former spouse has an alcohol addiction and he lost control of the alcohol and his common sense. And one night when I was walking, every night I would walk around our neighborhood. That was my power walk, my exercise. It was also a stress reliever because we were going through a very difficult divorce. He was not happy that I was trying to divorce him. And because of that, this one night as I was walking home, he basically took his truck and tried to run me over. He came after me with his truck. Um, I can't tell you what the devastation you feel from knowing this person and having to go through that. The uh, I did leave. I left that night. I left with $500. My son, my youngest, was in college at the time, fortunately, so he didn't have to see what was happening behind the scenes. And I spent a month on the sofa at a girlfriend's house. At the time, I was working in a salaried sales position, and I knew that was not going to be able to get my son through college, as well as be able to begin a new life. So I went into that sales position I had talked about, and mindset plays a huge part in it. I left the community I loved. I had lived in this community for 20-some years. I left a house that I completely redecorated and remodeled from the ground up. And there I was leaving a 3,000 square foot house and sleeping on a sofa. Mm -hmm. Mindset played such a huge part. A few years later, one of my friends said to me, how did you get through that without being better? And I really didn't know at the time how I got through that. So I'm going to fast forward to the second life-altering crisis because I shared a little bit about the, the building construction industry. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, I was diagnosed with a very aggressive stage 2B breast cancer that had already invaded my lymph nodes. And it was so aggressive and moving so quickly that... I went into immediate intense chemo. My chemo, I was sitting in the chair, the chemo chair for seven hours. That's how intense it was. And one of the, during one of my consultations with the PA, she had said to me, we don't give this cocktail to many people because if they had it, they wouldn't make it. Fortunately, your system isn't compromised. And they considered having cancer, it wasn't compromised because I was healthy other than that. Okay. So 
with it, I pulled upon some of those things that I did prior and the roadblocks that happened within, and, and let me back up a little bit. So with that diagnosis, I was told that if chemo didn't work and chemo only had a 50% chance of working, my odds were 20% over five years. Mm -hmm. So we really needed the chemo to work. And from the chemo, then I had surgery and then I had more chemo and then I had radiation, you know, and thankfully I am here, you know, it's a blessing, but the roadblocks are what happens to keep us stuck. And it keeps our mindset from taking us where we need to be. And those roadblocks I talk about in my keynotes and I talk about in my book, it's fear. It's the internal, the verbal drama, all that nonsense in your head that can happen. And then it's also being stuck. You're immobilized because you don't know what steps to take. So, how do you get over that? And the three things that I found that worked for me after really diving into it, you know, Gina, I said, what is it? What is it that allowed me to get through this? Because at the same time I was going through it, my daughter-in-law's cousin who was 33 did not make it. She was diagnosed with liver cancer and didn't make it. We never know. No, we never know. The mindset plays such an important part in it. And that was one of the things that the doctors, my medical team said, and I call them my power team. I had my supporters were my power team. My prayer warriors were part of my power team. And then my medical team was my power team. That's what I call them, my power team. I love that. So the, what I, the first thing is what I call self-efficacy. Now I know that is a 12th grade word. And even though I use that, some of my colleagues said, don't use that in your book. Don't use that in your keynote. But self-efficacy to me is a word that it's just the core of who I am and the core of what you need for mindset. So I look at self-efficacy as it is your belief, and that's the cookie, and then determination is the powder sugar that you roll that cookie in. So when you think of self-efficacy, it's belief and determination all rolled into one. And then that pushes you. And then you also need conviction. What is the conviction? My conviction was I was going to be a good role model for my children. And also, I work with teams to uplift them, to help them be resilient over rejections, to help them overcome disruptions. How could I possibly say to them, you can do it, if I couldn't do it? So conviction is the second part of it. And then the third part of it is improvise. How can we improvise? What can we do with what we have? Now, I know that's a lot of stuff all rolled into one. 
I'm just so blown away by how the skills to be a top salesperson are so similar to the skills to overcome cancer. It just amazes me. Absolutely. Because in sales, you deal with a lot of rejection. And then with especially having a health issue or challenge, you know, mindset plays a huge part of it. So in sales, you have to have that mindset of, okay, I'm going to make this sale work. I'm going to do the best I can. Your mindset plays a huge part in both parts of those. Mm -hmm. You know, the, with one of the things that with improvise, so, so when I, can I share two examples? Oh, yes, please. So the first one I'll use improvise. How can we use how can, what can we do with what we have? So that would be a great question for your audience to write down. What can I do with what I have? When they focus on that question, it takes them away from the problem and it takes them to the solution. So when I, go, when I was going through the intense chemo, I will admit I was down for 10 days. One of the things the medical team told me is to get up, walk, do whatever you can so that you're pushing that treatment through you. And I called chemo magic wand. Mm. It was my magic wand because it was going to get rid of what was in, in my body. Yeah. Now, it was winter. It was the worst winter that we had. Think of this. Two years ago, we had a lot of – it was a high flu season. So I couldn't go to the gym because my immune system tanked, so I couldn't catch anything. It was too cold to go out. I live in Pittsburgh. Even though we don't have the horrible weather of Canada, we have some pretty bad weather here. Yeah. So I was doing mall walking. And then one day I thought, oh my goodness, why can't I go to Phipps Conservatory? So it's beautiful with all the plants and then you have the oxygen. And I ended up buying a year subscription so I could go on a daily basis if I wanted to. Unlimited times I could visit for $85. I could get my walking in there. They had a little cafe that I could get tea and I could stop whenever I needed to. So it's, that was improvised. What could I do with what I have? That is brilliant. Now the other one was conviction. I talked about conviction. Every time I went to a treatment, I went to it dressed as a date with my future self. So I went with my favorite thing to wear is a pencil skirt. Pencil skirt, tights, black tights, black heels, sometimes black boots, a, a top and a sweater. Now it had to be a button down top because they had to get into my port there. But that was my date with my future self. So instead of looking at it as, oh my goodness, here I have to go again to another treatment it was a date with my future self. It was a completely different mindset every time I walked in there. Wow. How did you come up with this idea? I've never heard that before, and I really like that. The, I'm not even sure how it happened, but I can remember saying to the PA, because you spend a lot of time with the PA, because they come in prior to the doctor coming in. And I said, you know what? I am going to make it. I am. Because I have a lot of things I want to do in life. I have another book I want to write. You know, I want to go to Ireland. I had all these things. So it was in my head. What did, what does my future self want? 
So I didn't want to go. A lot of people go in sweats. I didn't want to go that route because it didn't make me feel good. Whereas when I was dressed as I was going to a business event, I always felt better. You know, I had the earrings on, I had the necklaces, my hair was done. And even when I lost all my hair, you know, and I had a wig, my, my wig, I got styled by a hairstylist. So it was very similar to what my hair is now. So it looked like me. And I took some pictures and I, whenever I do a keynote, I do share it. Uh, and I'll be happy to send you a picture of what I looked like dressed up. And I called the IV because I mentioned I was with the IV for seven hours. So when I was going, you know, of course you have to use the restroom. I called it my boyfriend. So my boyfriend <laughs> would go with me. So instead of it being an IV, it was my boyfriend. Oh, love it. Love it. And it comes back to that mindset switching. I switched all the names for everything because chemo is such a derogatory name. So I called it magic wand and the IV was my boyfriend. And when I was going through radiation, it was buzz. So, because I thought of buzz light year, so just change the wording so that it was more uplifting. That's incredible. I can almost just feel like I'm sitting there right beside you. And I bet you even lifted the spirits of the people who were working there. They loved when I came and this is what they shared with me. The very last day that I had buzz, uh, the radiation team, they were in tears. They're like, MJ, it is such a joy to have you. This is bittersweet. We're so happy that you're finished but we're so sad because you were a breath of fresh air. And that made me feel so good. But I always went in with that attitude. Gina, can I share one more? One more, and I feel like I'm talking the whole entire time, not giving you a chance to talk. No, no, no go ahead, absolutely. Twice during the, whenever I was going to buzz, the machine broke down. So I had to come back later in the day and two of the staff, the team, they were really upset about it because it happened a second time and it happened like twice within a week. And they knew that I was on a timeline because I wanted to be finished in order to go to a big conference. And they, they, so they were really upset and I didn't want them to be upset. When I left there, I went to a local bakery that's very well known in our area called Oakmont Bakery. And I bought two dozen of very fun, fancy or cupcakes. And then I took them back to them just to cheer them up. And they were, they were amazed that first I thought of it, but it made such a difference to them. Because most people, instead of, thinking of them, you know, they're mad at them, they're giving them attitude because the machine broke. But sometimes we need to think about what can we do on our end to uplift somebody else's day. Mm -hmm. And then it takes the concern off of us and it actually cheers us up. It's like that pay it forward. It always makes you feel better to pay it forward. Exactly. Leave people smiling, a trail of people smiling everywhere you go. Exactly. Wow. Wow. So MJ, where should we go next on your journey? 
where should we go next? Oh my goodness. The, I would, so I'll give you another example of with mindset, how important mindset is. At the beginning of my journey, so it happened in October of 16, mm -hmm. the first cancer diagnosis. Two weeks prior to that, I had earned professional membership in the National Speakers Association. And that's an earned designation. You have to pass this criteria and then you have to get approved. They go through this guideline. So two weeks later, I find out that I, I have this pretty dark diagnosis. My goal was to be able to go to the yearly conference. And that was in July of 2017. Now you have to realize I'm going through six months of intense chemo and then I have to have surgery. And then I have to do seven weeks of radiation and then start more chemo. Uh -huh. But I needed the radiation to be finished before I went. Two of the doctors said, MJ, because of what you have, you will more than likely get hospitalized. One of my goals, in addition to making it to that conference, was to protect myself. So I would give that suggestion to anybody. How can you protect yourself? How can you protect your energy mm -hmm. and your emotional energy and also your physical energy? Because other people will bring you down. And then you also, that's where mindset comes in. Your mindset, as well as someone else's mindset, because their mindset can also bring you down. I'm sure, Gina, you've come across, and same with your audience, people that when you are finished with a phone call or you meet them, you're exhausted. They're so exhausting that you leave them and you are completely drained. Mm, absolutely. Those are the people that I protected myself against. I limited the time with them because I knew that I needed to protect myself. I also protected myself physically. That's where I talked about I didn't go to the gym. In fact, even with church, I didn't go to church on Sundays. I went during the week when church was open and I talked to the pastor on a regular basis, but I didn't want the germs you know, to derail my treatment program. So having a goal in place. So the long-term goal was to be able to go to that conference. On July 5th of 2017, I finished my last buzz treatment. And on July 6th at 6 a.m. in the morning, I got on a plane to go to Orlando to go to Influence, which is NSA's international conference. That is just incredible. It, it was crazy. And I, I will share that when I walked in to register for that conference, I was crying. And even now I can get emotional because it was such a such an achievement and it had taken so much to get there but i firmly believe when we have 
that determination and that belief that we can do it, that belief that we can overcome whatever obstacle comes in our way, and that conviction that we can make it happen, and we can improvise, we can reach that goal. However, we need to have a goal to hit mm -hmm. so that we have a path to follow. Now, in your experience, this is just kind of a curious question. What do you think it is that stops people from setting those goals? Fear is one. Mm -hmm. Fear of failure. That's a huge one. Fear of failure. Fear of the unknown, uncertainty. Can we do this? You know, fear of being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So fear plays a huge role in it. That's one. The other one is to not knowing what steps to take. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, especially there's different types of people, people who are action type people and people who are not. They really need someone to help them create an action plan. Mm -hmm. the, without an action plan, you can't take the step. Without that first step, you're stuck. Yeah. And for those who can't figure out an action plan or they're afraid to take that first step, that's where a power team comes in. Who can help you? Who has been where you are now that you can pull from their expertise? Who has more wisdom or knowledge than you do? Because they can help you take that first step. They can be your power team. So that's one of the, those are two things there, fear and, and being stuck. Also the verbal drama, that little voice in your head that says you can't do this. We all have that voice. We have to override that voice. And that's where your determination and your belief comes in to override that voice. I love that. Even this interview is such a testimony to that because we started trying to set this up like so long ago and then you were traveling and then I was moving and there was so many things, but you just had this like great determination. And now here we are, you know, so far apart and able to just connect right here. Exactly. And it, it's that determination. We knew that we were going to make this work. I shared earlier with you that two days ago, I found out that I, the cancer returned and I have stage zero. However, because it's in the same place as it was before, I can't have any more radiation. So that's off the table. So the right now it's a radical surgery that has to happen. And as I left the doctor's office and my daughter was with me, my daughter is a millennial and I firmly believe in being a really good role model for her because as the only parent who she has as a role model, mm -hmm. it's important for me to show her that it doesn't matter what life deals you, whatever face plant you have, your mindset, your determination, your conviction can help you bounce up. I'm all about how can we bounce up, not bounce back. We don't want to bounce back. We want to bounce up higher and stronger. When I left there, so I know that I have to have this radical 
surgery and I'm looking at it as number one, it's curable. Number two, I'm alive. And number three, it's plastic surgery. I'm looking at it as plastic surgery because I'll have reconstruction. I will have a mastectomy. So I will have reconstruction surgery. And I'm looking at it as, you know, it, I hope it's mostly women that listen to you. So I'm going to have, you know, some perky C's instead of saggy D's. (laughs) That part sounds good. There's the bright side to something that is just so hard to find a bright side to. And I'm so sorry that you're having to go through this a second time comes back to mindset. I am blessed that is curable. I am blessed that I have a great medical team that will help me through this. And when I think about it that way, it's okay. Now, feel free to not answer this question if you don't want to. I do get people ask me all the time for my own self, you know, did I think about why did this happen? And and do you Have you come up with any why? Like, do you know why it's happened? Or are you just as lost as everybody else is in trying to figure these things out? I would say I'm both lost as well as it's family history. So my grandmother had breast cancer. My mother was diagnosed five years ago with it. So that's in two aunts on my mother's side. And then on my father's side, I have an aunt who had breast cancer. Even though, and I was tested for the BRCA gene, I don't have it. However, I'm figuring it's hereditary with so many women in my family having it. Yes. That's where I'm going with it. The, you know, I also look at it, I don't want to look at it as why me? because then I'd have to, it isn't fair that younger people, you know, I'm in my fifties, so I've made it this way and I've been healthy all this time Mm -hmm. until this happened. I, I never had an IV until this happened. So I can't say why me, because then I'd have to say why me to be healthy all those years. Mm -hmm. And then we also have children that, that are going through treatment. Is it fair that they're going through it? No. So I try not to go down that path. And then I put my faith in, I have my faith in God. Everybody has their own higher power. Whatever it is, put your faith in it. Faith can seriously move mountains. Absolutely. And through it, I had a fearless faith. Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, my favorite scripture. Yes. And I'll post that in the show notes for anyone that's listening right now. They can just go to synergymindsetcoaching.com, MJ Calloway, and they'll be able to find everything, all the links to your books, your website. If they want some encouragement, they can follow you. And uh, I encourage them to just reach out and on one of your social media platforms and let you know that they've listened to this interview. That would be awesome. Yes, I am happy to read anybody who has a question for me. I'll be happy to answer. Definitely post. They can PM me how, however they want to send me an email. I'll be happy to respond. 
Sounds great. MJ, I ask everybody that comes on the show this question, but will you share with us your favorite book and podcast? Okay. Well, I'm going to have to say Synergy Mindset because I'm (laughs) on it. (laughs) So I'll say that's my first. And then from a business perspective, I'd say Voices of Experience. It's my NSA. It's NSA podcast. So those would be my two. My favorite all-time book and I will say because it has made a difference in my business is the 12 week year. And rather than, have you ever read it, Gina? I have not. I'll be picking that one up. It's a good one. I recommend it to a lot of my clients and I have had clients share it with other people that have said it has made a huge difference in their business. But instead of doing yearly goals, you do 12 week goals. So you do them, you set new goals every 12 weeks and you do tactics and strategies. And then at the end of every week, you score yourself on how well you accomplished your strategies and your tactics. Sounds great. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to share before we say goodbye? Oh, you, you could, sure. You can ask me two of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Two of your, I'd love to know, what is two of your favorite things to do? And I probably have more than that. I would say I'm a coffee fanatic. I love, well, and I should say coffee shop fanatic. I love coffee shops and I love the independent cozy coffee shops. And I do a lot of writing and content developing when I'm in a coffee shop. One of my favorite things to do after church on Sunday is go to this one coffee shop and I prepare myself for the week ahead. And that is such a joy for me to do. So that is one, I love to travel. And when I travel, I love to hit beaches, I love to do sightseeing, and I love amusement parks. Oh, you and I would just get along so well. I love to work in coffee shops and I love beaches as well. We have to meet person in face, person in person. We do. And the only thing I can think of about Pittsburgh is when I was in grade six, this boy I had a crush on loved the Pittsburgh Penguins. So for like two years, I watched the Pittsburgh Penguins all the time. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Because we have had a pretty good hockey team off and on for years. And we are strong. We've always had a strong team. So yay, go Pens. Yay, Pittsburgh. All right. Would it be all right with you if I close with prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Well, MJ, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your expertise and your wisdom with us. I really appreciate it. Father God, I just ask that you bless her, that you lift her up, that she receives your healing, just excellent people and doctors and a wonderful team just like before. And I pray that you give her peace and comfort and that she may continue to just lift others up around her and be there for others as much as others will be there for her along her healing journey. And Father God, bless her family because, you know, we really go through these things as a family together. And I know that her kids just need her to be there for her and that she's just such a light to them. So I just pray that you give them peace and comfort through this as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.